Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Bases, proudly a part of NBC Sports Edge. I am your host, Colin Henderson. Chris is off this week, so help me welcome Edge's very own betting expert, Vaughn Dalzell, onto the pod. Vaughn, how's it going? Been pretty good, you know, just betting the NBA Finals, some uh, MLB regular season. We're almost halfway through now. We got, what, 15, 20 more games to go. It's crazy how fast the season goes. It's also crazy how long the season is. So, uh, yeah. 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 Good. It's been a good right. time. How well, are you, Ben? Good, man. I'm good on my look. It's hard not to be good right now when you've got baseball in full swing. You've got conference yeah. finals and hockey. You've got NBA play- finals going down on Thursday. I mean, it's hard not to be excited about all of this. Before we get all to the good betting stuff for baseball, because obviously that's why we got you on here. That's the that's the money stuff. But come on, let's give me, give a little taste to some of our audience who might not be Bet the Edge fans as of yet. And by the way, for those out there who are unfamiliar, Bet the Edges are just a just incredible betting uh, betting daily show that we have at least once, if not twice, on certain days here for NBC Sports Edge. Vaughn, give us a little bit of like an NBA Finals preview. Give us a little taste there. Where should we be putting our money down? Because I'll be honest with well, you, I've gone, I've waffled a couple of times while looking at it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people out here are liking the Celtics a lot. I'm up here near Boston, so, like, I'm hearing that talk a lot here, too. But to be honest, I like the Warriors. I mean, a lot of people are talking about the experience, and that's definitely a roll into this. 123 games for five different Warriors players in the NBA Finals. Zero's zero totally for the entire Boston Celtics roster. So, of course, at some point, that's going to come into play for the NBA Finals. I do like the Warriors' price for the final series. Um, I'm going to sleep on what I'm doing for game one tonight, but – I, I like the Warriors game one minus three and a half, but so does ninety percent of the money at most sports books right now. Uh, so that scares me. But you know, my ideal scenario would be you know Warriors game one, come back on Celtics game two. Um, the real cap, depending on what line we get, comes game three. But uh, depending on what the Celtics do, just always bet the Celtics off a loss. They failed. They have not let anyone yeah. down yet this season. Uh, perfect ATS money line record with that, and you know the Warriors haven't lost at home. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a great finals, but I do think the Warriors edge out the Celtics. I agree with you there. I think Warriors end up taking it, but uh, just Boston has that pluckiness in them. And like you said, perfect against the spread after following a loss. I mean, that's hard to, that's hard to argue now. The the sample size is not small anymore. So that is definitely there. Coming up on the show today, like we just uh, forementioned, Vaughn and I will be talking some baseball bets, something we unfortunately don't get enough of time to talk on this show enough to cover. So we're so glad to have Vaughn on here. He's going to tell us some early season baseball trends that you should target. 
and we'll discuss some team futures at individual awards and where the smart money lies within them. Have a specific betting question that you might be interested in? Let us know in the comments live on Twitch, and we will try to discuss it. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. But before we get to the good stuff today, the weekends are e- simply better with MLB Sunday leadoff. Catch the Tigers taking on my Yanks in the Bronx on mm-hmm. Sunday, June 5th at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, live on NBC and Peacock. To learn more, go to peacock.tv.com MLB. And if you want a chance to win 25000 on the game, and who wouldn't, download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter Sunday's free Grand Slam Pick'em Contest. So, Vaughn, let's get to the baseball stuff. And we'll leave a pretty uh, – I want to have a pretty open conversation here because, like I mentioned on there, we don't get a, enough time on this show to talk about yeah. sports betting and, more importantly, baseball betting, kind of where you know where the, the money is at, where the, the best lines are. If you are looking for great betting content, like I said before, please go check out Vaughn and Drew and all the rest of the guys on Bet the Edge. They do a phenomenal job every morning of getting you ready for the games at night. But let's kind of start just talking about just the general baseball standings. Uh, I know there's, there's, I mean, you and I have both been gambling quite a bit on baseball. From what I can tell on your Twitter feed, you have been doing better than I have, so I'll let you take the, I'll let you take the mic up front. But what are some early, some betting trends that you're seeing? We're about a quarter of the way through the season. What are some betting trends that you're seeing that people should be on the eye out? Well, the pitchers are definitely starting to catch up with their strikeouts and the overs now, but the books are also giving us very sharp lines. Uh, so that's something something worth noting because, you know, every night when I go and circle my pitchers for the following day, uh, I'm working down what's the number I want. Most of the time it's a four and a half number because I'm targeting bad pictures like the Patrick Corbins, the Zach Plesax, the Rich Hills. Uh, so I want four and a half on these numbers, on these guys, but I'm getting three and a half now at this point in the season. Uh, so they're catching up to you know what a lot of people like to play right now. Uh, there's always there's a lot of great free resources as well. Uh, we have an edge finder, which you know that that's not free, but that does uh, give you projections every single day. But uh, I like to look at mixed with that and a couple of sites like Stat Muse and Baseball Savant. Those two mm-hmm. sites together can give you a good idea what to expect from pitchers. So uh, tonight I played uh, Blake Snell is under five and a half Ks against the Cardinals. So I was going to take you through a quick little cap of how, you know, I look for Please. trends and how I want to bet these guys. So 
Uh, Blake Snell in general, I mean, everyone knows he's he's missed a lot of time this season. He's only in his third game back. Normally a good guy to target. You know, I'm, I'm used to targeting, like I said, the Trevor Williamses, the Zach Plesak, these guys. So with Blake Snell, you want to look up uh, what left-hand pitchers have done against uh, the Cardinals in general this season. Now, they're one of the strongest left-hand hitting teams, ranking top three. And if you're looking at a five-and-a-half strikeout number, only two guys have hit this number all season. And you're getting about, uh, I think it's seven, seven to two is the over-under. So, uh, you know, you're getting good numbers here. You look at the guys that hit the over, it's Daniel Lynch and Nick Lodolo. Uh, you could probably say those are the first two times the Cardinals ever seen them, and they probably threw out, uh, you know, guys. They just brought up Nolan Gorman, for example. So when I look at the lineman, uh, lineup, I don't want Nolan Gorman, Gorman in the lineup tonight. He wasn't in the lineup, so that's a good that's a good thing for me. But you look at uh, Jesus Lazardo, Carlos Rodon, Eric Lauer, all those guys went under five and a half against the Cardinals. So Blake Snell in his third start, a guy who I looked up hasn't played the Cardinals since 2017. That was his only start against them. He hasn't seen them in a while. He's still coming back into form. That's a good guy to target uh, in general. So that was kind of my synopsis of how I approach stuff every day with uh, baseball savant. You can look up. The matchups, what these guys do, like I said, Blake Snell only faced them once. So his uh, he only has 26 plate appearances in general because those guys have played for some different teams. Right. Uh, but, you know, in general, he hasn't had the strongest numbers. You know, they're pretty decent. Uh, Albert Pujols is the biggest guy that strikes out, and that's no surprise uh, given you he's, he's trying to go yard every single time he's up. So, uh, right. you know, you got to circle a couple guys like the Nolan Gormans and the Pujols. But honestly, I think it's a pretty solid bet whether or not he goes for four or six Ks today. Uh, but that's kind of how I cap Blake Snell against the Cardinals. I know that I, I like I agree with all of those, by the way. I didn't I have to think Blake Snell 2017, well, he's got to still be on Tampa Bay at the time. It's yep, gotta be an interleague it. matchup. It's gotta be something real light. So really not a lot of exposure to that roster. I think that makes a lot of sense there. You've been I know I've been following you for most of the year. You've been really punching those strikeout unders, and you just kind of mentioned that pitchers are finally starting to kind of get fully stretched out managers are starting to give him a little bit more of a leash. They're getting that at one extra yeah. inning to get that one extra strikeout to screw us. But uh, so are, I know that you've been kind of vibing that under now. <laughs> are you, are you still living in that world where like you feel the sports books are overvaluing the strikeout or are you well, suddenly now kind of starting to turn your, turn your head a little bit towards those unders? That's actually a great question because uh, lately I've been playing some game picks. Now I'm getting more into that as well. Cause I'm watching so many games. Like I said, right. there's some days where I'm like, man, I want to bet this guy. Like, I want to bet Rich Hill under four and a half Ks, but they're only giving me three and a half. And I know he's going to go to the fifth inning or the sixth inning, and that's when that extra K might come in. Because earlier in the season, in April, he wasn't going five or six innings, but now he can get stretched right. out, like you said. So exactly. tonight, I played Eric Lauer over five and a half Ks against the Cubs, which is always a great bet, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, you can look up what these teams have done, like I said, on that stat news site by starting, like, hitting a starting left-hand pitcher game log versus Cubs, and you'll see how many guys have strikeouts against this team. So that's a great way to base your uh, your base bet already against that team, what numbers you're looking for. But, um, yeah, it's 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 a time of the season now where you have to expand your betting. Last year I was strictly K-props, and uh, I mainly made a lot, a lot of money just because the sticky stuff came into yep. play. So a lot of guys were trying to get their pitches back, and the unders were just guaranteed for a lot of guys for a long time. But now we're seeing it change a little. So you have to cap accordingly. And like tonight, I wanted to bet under Daniel Lynch, three and a half case, for example. But he's a guy that's got six or seven a couple of starts. Yeah. And he's, he's pitched had a couple good starts. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I look at the lineup, and the Guardians had eight right-hand pitchers, right-hand batters, excuse me. He's a lefty. Uh, so instead of betting his under Ks, well, let's take the Guardians to win the game outright at home. And right now they're up 8-3, uh, to three, bottom of the eighth. So that's a much better – Daniel Lynch went under his K, K number. Uh, they scored a bunch of runs, as you could tell. But right. uh, I thought that was the better pivot, in my opinion. So, yeah, you have to try and sometimes work around these low K prop numbers if you're a player prop guy. But there's a lot of value out there. And, I mean, we haven't even talked about the batter market. I mean, there's always that as well. That's, you know, you can just ride guys for five, six, seven games. The Mookie Betts's, the J.D. Martinez's, uh, those type of guys. And, you know, they'll make money for you as well. So talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about the offensive side of the ball a little bit, because I know that obviously you talk a lot about K props. I talk a lot about K props. That seems to be especially early in the season, especially later in the season where teams don't have as much skin in the game. Those can be sometimes easily exploited, but let's talk Mm -hmm. about hitting wise. Obviously this ball this year has been quote dejuiced. It's been humidified offenses down across the board. That being said, we are now getting into warmer weather months where expectedly where we're expecting that humidor ball to start bouncing a little bit better. We've also heard some underlying words about baseball, maybe going back a little bit and trying to change the ball midway through the season to get a little bit more juice in it. Look, Chris and I have railed on this show enough about baseball, trying to screw itself by touching the baseball over and over again. But from a hitter standpoint, this feels like an opportunity to potentially exploit the, the market right now as hitters are starting to get, a little warmed up. They're starting to get more in the groove. Theoretically, the ball is going to bounce a little bit farther. It's going to go a little farther as the weather, as the warmer weather months come up. How are you interpreting that as you're trying to go into bets? Well, yeah, if they do change the baseballs, I mean, I'm going right back to the unders on the pitchers even harder now. Uh, every one unit bet now yeah. probably becomes a one and a half unit bet for the guys that I know aren't quality pitchers, got the four, five, six ERAs, you know, struggling on the road. Primarily, that's what I like to target. Pitchers on the road uh, that, you know, don't have K high K percentage or whip percentage numbers. Um, but for the offensive side of things, I mean, I've gotten into the hitter props. And with the NBA Finals, it's actually a fun way to kind of uh, get some value on these hitters as well because you'll see guys to record a hit uh, tonight. My Pittsburgh Pirates are probably going to get smacked by the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, and then you see to record a hit, uh, you know, Trey Turner is a minus 350, Mookie Betts a minus 310. Obviously, you can't be betting these things straight up. Uh, right. You won't be getting any value on them. So uh, what I like to do is what I did a couple days ago was um, get Pete Alonso one-plus hit and Jalen Brown over four-and-a-half rebounds. Uh, you know, Pete Alonso had a very good history against Zach Wheeler. Uh, Jalen Brown gets five rebounds in almost every single game he plays, you know, 35-plus minutes, and it's right. a NBA game seven, so you know he's playing. So that's a nice way to, you know, try and get an easier way into this right now with another sport going on uh, because you don't want to – play to record a hit too many times in the same game parlays. I got I got screwed yesterday playing JD Martinez and Mookie Betts. Martinez goes over four against the yep. Orioles. Orioles win ten to zero against the Red Sox. Mookie Cushion Betts goes crazy against the Pirates. Yeah. yeah, you just exactly what are you gonna do about it? But you know, you can also you can target guys like I said on hitting streaks that aren't the biggest names, maybe like a Nicky Lopez for the Royals. But you know, betting mm-hmm. those guys yeah. is definitely more of a sweat and not as fun as betting, you know, keep Brian Hayes or Mookie Betts. Uh, on a late night tip. So, uh, you know, you just can ride these different waves and just check the matchups for a lot of these pitchers because it tells you what they can do uh, for the most part. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really intrigued with what they do with the baseballs because that'll that'll shift it a lot back to the right. hitters, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, home run props will be another thing that people will be excited to be betting more often, which 
Uh, I'm not really into that, but I'm not going to talk anyone throwing a couple dollars on a home run there or there. Yeah, I, I struggle myself to throw a couple bucks down on a home run because it's it's truly that's not even a gamble of the dice like that. You're just hoping for that one swing, just that one pitch that gets hung. Uh, that one that one's been tougher for me there. But I like the conversation you mentioned. Uh, it's not very often that I and I know a lot of uh, other people out there as well sometimes feel. Uh, I want to say uncomfortable is not the right word, but they feel maybe conflicted so much to say like, okay, maybe I'm going to bet a Mookie Betts minus 50 hit in this game along with a cross sport, you know, Jalen Brown, mm-hmm. five plus boards. Do you, so you don't have, I, I like the idea of, and I think this is a, a good kind of general rule. Like I like the idea of trying to sprinkle that anytime hit on top of a, a more, you know, firmer bet elsewhere to kind of up those odds. I like that. I like that view a lot because I think you're kind of looking at the, the minus three twenty, minus three thirty for like a Mookie or a Trey. Yeah. Like that's just, it's, there's no value there whatsoever. And inherently, if you're going to parlay that on top of, you know, the two of them together, or another one like that, like even then your value is still not great, but ideally being able to go cross sport with something like a basketball, something where you feel a little more confident, like you said, game seven, it's going to be NBA finals coming up. Like we know certain players, all the benches drop down to like seven or eight in a rotation. Like, you know, the minutes are going to be there for certain guys. Use that mm-hmm. to your advantage when you're betting elsewhere to try and get the value from both. And, and, and another thing I will say too, to that degree, like if you want to same game parlay baseball picks, like there's a lot of times, cause I bet the K props, you don't, you can't control what they're giving us in juice. And, right. you know, I had to choose today between Michael Walker um, under three and a half strikeouts for plus 120, which is great value, but a very yeah, scary bet, point. or under four and a half strikeouts for minus 175 to minus 180. Now, obviously, a lot of people don't want to pay that 175, 180. I don't think Michael Walker is getting five strikeouts in a lot of starts, but me as a professional capper and someone that you know has done this for three straight years, I don't want to give out that type of juice consistently. I might take one or guys like that, right. um, but I was like, okay, maybe I'll take the Dodgers money line. Uh, because the Pirates, if you look at these type of trends, which you could find on NBC or if you look on whatever type of website that offers this stuff, the Pirates coming off a win are 1-12 in 12 ATS and on the money line in their next game. And uh, they just beat the Dodgers. So, of course, I'm like, okay, well, Dodgers are minus 350. Like, I'm not going to see – no one's going to be like, the Dodgers are going to win tonight and you're going to disagree even more than that. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, no one's going to convince point, you yeah. on that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you could do, you know, Dodgers money line. And I was like under Michael Walker for a minus 175 for him. That brings it to a plus 102. Uh, luckily, you know, I just did the walk on a three and a half Ks. He got three. We win. We make plus 120 instead of opting for the plus 102 and sweating out Dodgers versus Pirates. But that's another way of approaching betting too uh, for the same game parlays. And there's total bases. You know, they, they don't let you do one plus total base anymore because a walk and you win. Yeah, uh, or whatever, was, but uh, that was always a nice easy. One. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the two plus bases, you know, I made the mistake, like I said, with the JD Martinez and Mookie Betts playing them together for one hit, and one only gets hit, the other one doesn't. If I'd have played them separately over one half total bases, they were pl- they were both plus one hundred five and plus one twenty. One hits, one doesn't. I would have made money no matter what. Instead, right. I lost money. Uh, so that's something I'm learning as I'm going as well, getting into the hitter market. So that's the way. I'm going to approach the rest of the season and I encourage other people to approach that as well. How have you been handling the NRFI, the no run first inning rule? I mean, obviously I know that that's been a, that's been a, a very popular betting trend this year that I've seen throughout many people just going like, look, 
I will bet five games today, and all of them I will bet in a NRFI, no run first inning, and I will basically know within the first 30 minutes of the game whether I've hit or whether I haven't, yeah. and then move from there. I mean, I, it's it's fun. It's definitely fun. And it's a thing for me when I'm at a game. That's that's when I want to bet a game. No, yeah. no run first inning or yes run first inning. Uh, there's some guys, you know, I bet I bet a ton of Garrett Cole last year. Uh, you know, I grew up around Pittsburgh, so Garrett Cole was like my guy. Uh, but you know, <laughs> it's it's just it's tough because that guy lets up a, a first inning run like all the time. I felt like last season, the past two years. Uh, so I made it like a thing, like you know, I'm gonna bet Garrett Cole to let up a first run inning. Uh, and I never did it because I was too scared to do it. And uh, it's something I think a lot of people, it's better to bet the no run first inning all the time. It's more of, like I said, an attending thing for me to bet. But there are people that, you know, have very good records doing that and ride certain pitchers. And I know there's guys, you know, like the Shane McClanahan's of the world. Uh, I think Eric Lauer is a pretty decent guy. I don't think he was that decent tonight when it came to the first inning. But there's, uh, there's some guys that you know put out really well in the first inning. They're here to get in and get out. Uh, and there's also guys like Noah Syndergaard or the elderlies uh, pitchers in the world that, you know, aren't as strong. They're only going three or four innings or Trevor Williams, for example, who got shelled right. by the Mets. So, you know, you can look at guys and just look at their ERAs in the first innings after a couple of games and kind of tell what your bet should be. But uh, it's not something I'm willing to put a full unit on. That's for sure. But like I said, I know cappers that make good money on it and they're on their YouTube channels. That's mm -hmm. like their play of the day and yep. people love it. So, yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, Syndergaard got, I think last time I looked before we hit record, Syndergaard got shelled early in that one too against the Yankees. So At hard hit uh, rate. You know, the yep. Yankees either, they're either getting you or they're missing everything. It's one or the other. So let's move over. Let's let's talk a little bit about some um, some futures bets here. Let's talk about a little of the, the team stuff. So before we get to some individuals. Um, right now, World Series winner on points bet is plus 450 is the Dodgers-Yankees plus 600. Astros right behind that plus 750 and Mets eight to one. Um, and then obviously uh, divisions wise, which I find, which I found a little bit more interesting. Cause I think it's very tough right now for me to put money on the Yankees or Dodgers. Like it's, it's fine money right now. If anything, I'd say the Dodgers plus 450. I think at the beginning of the year, they were only plus like 200 or so. So like that numbers at least gotten a little bit more value to it, considering that we expect the Dodgers to be deep into October regardless um, obviously Yankees and, and Mets getting that New York bump in terms of odds, which then lowers the, um, which lowers the value from them. Is there anybody in the world series winning spot that obviously is not Yankees, Dodgers or Mets? And I, I'll, I'll even let you throw those in there if you want, but is there any value out there that you're seeing that you see particularly interesting that you find particularly interesting when you're looking for a theoretical world series winner or just division winner i'll open that up to you as well yeah i mean you said mets that's definitely interesting uh because i mean they're like they're, one now, everyone's yeah. they're, they're doing well like they're exceeding everyone's expectations uh the bats have been very alive uh the pitching staffs look really well and that's you know that's something that whenever we talk about these teams like the yankees i just don't believe in that pitching rotation rotation enough uh, in the postseason, and and may I think you said you're a Yankees fan, correct? Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll make this quick. I won't. I won't bring. I won't talk about them too long. But no, no, just you like, can talk away. Talk away, sir. You know, <laughs> Tyon, uh, big Tyon fan. But uh, him, Jordan Montgomery, Luis Severino. Uh, like I'm worried about these guys. If these guys are pitching in a postseason series, for sure. 
Yep. And, uh, you know, there's I also like the innings Mets. issues before we even get there. I mean, there's a lot of season yeah. left for a lot of guys yeah. who have not thrown a lot of innings here that they're going to ask for a lot. Yep. Tyon's usually banged up. Severino. Yep. We already know his history. So, I mean, that's something that worries me for sure. The Mets have been great, but I mean, I, I mean, I, they have to prove it to me because in the same boat, how people talk about the Phillies this year and what they expected. I'm just like, these teams continually let us down every season. So until they make it deep enough to actually consider me like the Giants last year, I was so close to buying into the Giants, but it was like I still believe the Dodgers were the right team at the end of the season. Um, so, you know, I think the talent still will prevail for the best teams, and that's still the Dodgers and the Astros, in my opinion. I love the Blue Jays. I think the value on the Blue Jays is still is tremendous for, you know, an AL League winner right now. I think they're, they're a team one, that can yeah. contend. Yeah, for, I mean, that's a great price, in my opinion, for them. Um, and, yeah, I don't want to go much farther and deep down in that because I don't – believe the Braves will be all that competitive. I think we're starting to see the regression on Charlie Morton. And he, Uncle Charlie yeah. was the guy that was keeping them alive mm-hmm. for a lot of stuff because Max Fried was outstanding too. Uh, I don't want to say the Rays are, you know, a team worth betting on in the World Series or to win the, the win division or, you know, the conference. And I can't say the White Sox are there either right now, although I do love the Chicago White Sox. So, uh, yeah, it's oh. still a powerhouse betting, and it's the, the top end heavy in my opinion, but – I think the Blue Jays are your best team if you're trying to take a shot right now because I just I can't even get in with the teams in the middle of the pack, not the Red Sox or the Padres or the Twins right now either. So, yeah. No, I agree with you there. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I mean, 10 to 1 for the Blue Jays to win. This was a team that I had coming out of the not only the East, I had coming out of the American League at the beginning of the year. And what I think is fascinating about the Blue Jays is that if anything, they've just underperformed. This isn't an yeah. injury issue. Like the team is relatively healthy. This Bobochet has had a down year. I mean, uh, Vlad Jr. is banged up right now, but he's had a down year by his standards. Teoscar Hernandez has been banged up and then also just has been really bad since he started. He was a top 12 hitter, a top 12 outfielder each of the last three years. Like a lot of really good value on that team. And the idea that they're 10 to 1 right now is really nice. You look at the American League East as I'm pulling that up now. Blue Jays plus 300 to win the East, and I want to say they're about five games back. So I still yeah. think that's a very nice bet in that front. And you mentioned the White Sox as well. White Sox entering the year, I want to say we're about minus 220, if I'm remembering correctly, in terms of to win the American League Central, have come out to a very tough start of the year. A lot of injuries. Lynn, yeah. Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, like a, Tim Anderson just oh, wow. went down. Like a lot of injuries that have hit that team. They're about a 500 club right now, but still the odds on favorite to win the Central at minus 115. Yeah, I still find that as very good around. value considering where they are because I think yeah. five games is very easy to come back from at this point. And there's yeah. a lot of those reinforcements that are coming Long back season. right now. Lance Lynn should be back soon. Eloy Jimenez should be back soon. If all of that starts going, the central is a bad division and the White Sox are still the most talented team in that division. I like the idea that we're pretty close to even odds for them to win the central. I like that bet quite a bit. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely consider it. You're not going to get much value th- than that in the next month or so. Cause when exactly. Like when Lance Lynn comes back, that's when these odds are going to start uh, going more towards the guaranteed favorites. So, yeah, right now their ERA and the pitching staff is a four flat. Uh, tied with the Braves, you know, the, the Orioles are throwing a 4-1-1 out there, 4-11. So uh, the White Sox aren't pitching much better than the Orioles in ERA right now. But, uh, you know, I kind of just the Yankees pitching, and I said I don't think they're going to – 
step up. Right now, they've been outstanding. So, like, mm-hmm. a two nine one ERA is the third best in all of the league. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, me saying that, people might take that the wrong way and say, well, they've been they've been great. They've been proving everyone wrong and all that. They have right now. But, you know, it's still early in the season. They're 50 games in or whatever. So, uh, we'll see what happens when we're 150 games in compared to that. Or right now, the Dodgers and the Astros, like I said, I love them the most. And they have the two lowest ERAs for pitching. Uh, it's hard to argue with that. You mentioned the Astros and you mentioned their pitching. How much are you, I mean, obviously Justin Verlander has been absolutely astounding this year, considering he just came off a Tommy John surgery and he's 39 years old, but he's been awesome. Do you, are you expecting, I mean, I know when we talk about the Astros and we talk about their pitching staff right now, Justin Verlander still feels like the ace of that staff. Are you at all worried that? You know, we we just said the same thing about the Yankees that we're only 50, 60 games in now. Extrapolate that out to 160. Is Justin Verlander coming off of an off year and a surgical year at his age? Can we still rely upon him later in the season? Do you worry about that at all when you talk about the Astros as a future bet? I mean, I've been impressed with Verlander. I've kind of been off a little bit with some of his starts. And in general, the Houston Astros pitchers, I mean, it's just a weird bunch. Like, Framber yeah. Valdez, Luis Garcia, you know, then you got Verlander in there. Like, there's a lot of yeah. these. Yeah, these guys are just odd starters in general for the most part outside of Verlander, of course. Um, but, you know, he's leading the Cy Young odds, and it's it's hard to argue against him because Kevin Gosman's been good. Alec Manoa, I'm a big Manoa supporter. Uh, Garrett both, Cole yeah. and Shane McClanahan have been awesome. Nestor Cortez has been phenomenal. He's definitely been, you know, if there's a most improved, he's definitely you know, up there for most improved player. Um, but... Yeah, it's hard to argue against Verlander right now. I know in his last start, he was shelled against the Mariners. He definitely let me down and most of the public that, you know, bet the Astros in that game. But, you know, if he could see, if he sustains that health, then yeah, I think he's a great bet for the Cy Young. But uh, at his age, you know, I don't think I'm willing to put the money on him. I think there's definitely got better guys. You know, I think Alec Manoa, you know, if you're getting him past 10 to 1 odds, I think he'd be a great bet. But the real guy, what I want to bet on the Astros is Jeremy Pena, uh, rookie of the year. I like that a lot. I picked him up in fantasy. Uh, I was a big supporter. Watched him begin the year. I was like, yeah, you know, everyone talked about Bobby Witt, Julio yep. Rodriguez. Uh, Julio Rodriguez has been awesome hitting bombs lately. Bobby Witt Jr., you know, I watched a lot of Royals games. Uh, I think he's pretty impressive and going to be tremendous for his career. But, you know, Jeremy Pena in that lineup, he can do a lot of things. And I think he's proven that he's going to be a great player too. So, uh, you know, I like Jeremy Pena before I've been uh, Justin Verlander for Rookie of the Year compared to Cy Young. Yeah, Pena second in Rookie of the Year odds right now. Julio Rodriguez at the top and Bobby Witt right behind him. Although I will say Bobby Witt plus, I think, 7-1 to one, um, for him, for the guy who was the clear odds-on favorite entering the year. Uh, I find Seems that to be that. some very interesting value at this point in the season. Like, hit him while he's down, like, by the dip, essentially, and see what you can get from that. Because I think if you're looking at all the players on this rookie board, Adley Rushman aside, I don't think he'll have enough time and also as a catcher, I think catchers take a little bit longer to get to like full offensive potential because they have to worry about so much extra stuff when it comes to manning a pitching staff. Um, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not putting anything on Rushman here, but Wit at yeah. pl- at seven to one, uh, Pena there I think is a really nice bet. And Julio Rodriguez, like you just mentioned, has been heating up in a major way. He could run away with this um, with this award if he has another month of June like he had in May, where he batted three thirty. Um, with like seven home runs. So if he does, he backs those two up together, it's going to be very hard to, keep, to catch up with him. But Pena has been 
a revelation this year for a team that will let Carlos Correa walk and basically did it with a smile on their face. They're looking really good for because Pena looks like a phenomenal replacement on that front. Um, yeah. Talk to me a little bit more about the Cy Young. You mentioned Garrett Cole before. Garrett Cole, 7-1 to one for Cy Young betting. He was the odds-on favorite entering. Are you seeing, after the kind of stumbles that he had over his first two or three starts and since has been very has been very good ever since are you seeing good value there at seven to one with garrett with garrett cole knowing that again like bobby witt entered the year as the odds on favorite now has fallen back to the pack yeah i mean i think there's value on it for sure like i mean like i said i don't want to bet on verlander i like alec manoa's odds right now i think the blue jays will win a lot of games behind him they've proven that already yeah and they're 22 and 7 with him on the mound uh, so, you know, he gets the wins and there's going to be team success there with Garrett Cole. I do love Cole. I mean, like I said, Pirates guy. So, of course, I watch him right now. He's fifth in strikeouts. Uh, he's got, you know, a 3-1-2 ER. He's got to bring that down, in my opinion, because guys like Corbin Burns, uh, Shane McClanahan, uh, McClanahan in the AL, obviously. He's, he's a sub-two guy right now. Uh, you know, there's not many guys I'd be willing to put my money on right now because it's so early in the season. I'd be more interested in take a long shot, but you know, like you said, there's good value on Cole. It's hard to talk talk out of him right now. He's going to win a lot of games and he's going to get a lot of strikeouts. But um, you know, it's voter fatigue as well. He's always up there at the yep. top. Garrett Cole has to do something tremendous to win the award, in my opinion. And right Although, now, he's not doing anything too outstanding. So, do you think Garrett Cole needs to do a lot to win? Because I've had this argument with others where. Obviously, Garrett Cole, despite being top three in Cy Young voting seemingly for every year for the last seven, yeah. <laughs> has not won a Cy Young, which still kind of yeah. blows my mind to a certain extent just because like, of how good he's do? been. So, yeah, exactly. What do you have to do at a certain point? I'm curious if there is a level of like where where it's not so much a Cy Young for the year where it's almost like a career Cy Young where they start giving a little bit of extra props for years where they didn't win. I have a little bit of a curiosity from that point. Yeah. We've seen that play out in individual awards in the past where it's feel it hasn't felt like an 162 game award. It's felt like a you know 162 plus five years of good work behind them kind yeah. of award. Well, that's a good point. And I mean, we, we might see that in the NBA finals with Steph Curry getting the NBA finals MVP. If the Warriors yeah, exactly. Win. Uh, you know, he hasn't got one either. So there's a point where that does come into effect here. And there's also a point where the competition around you is having a down year and you're having a Garrett Cole right. type of year, which is might be your average year, but that might be enough this season. And, you know, we're looking at Otani. He's not going to win Cy Young, in my opinion. Dylan Cease is having a down season in terms of his stats he put up last year. Same with Lucas Giolito. Uh, you know, you look at Shane Bieber. He's in that same situation right now. So you just keep going down the list and you're not seeing much value on these guys. I mean, I didn't even mention Robbie Ray, who's like 70 or 80 to 1 right now. Yeah. Uh, in his new situation, obviously. the He took a dip from going to the Mariners from the Blue Jays. But, you know, like I said, Garrett Cole, he could have that type of year. And if the competition around him doesn't play up, then he probably won't win. But, you know, if a guy like Kevin Gosman or Alec Manoa go crazy right. – and they get, you know, 13, 14 wins, uh, and their team wins 80% of the games are on the mound and they make the playoffs, then that might be enough to, for them to give it to them rather than a yeah. Garrett Cole who's always in the running. Let's talk some little MVP odds here. Let's start with the National League. You mentioned um, Machado up top um, is the betting favorite right now. Mookie Betts yeah. right behind him. And then after that is a bit of a drop-off before we get to Goldie at 8-1, to one, Harper at 9-1, to one, 
Alonzo at 10 to one and Arenado at 12 to one. I mean, it's, it's kind of weird to look at a list like this and see Juan Soto at 18 to one, Trey Turner at 35 to one, Acuna at 25. And I know that obviously he missed the first month of the season. He probably won't be able to get the stolen bases and everything to probably get up to that level. It'll probably be sometime next year, but um, where are you looking at when you look at NL MVP odds right now? Where are you seeing smart money to be put on? Uh, I think, I mean, at the beginning of the year, I said if you're betting the MVP market in the NL, NL, I think it should be on the Dodgers players between Mookie Betts and Trey Turner. Simply just because, you know, they're going to have the most team success. They're going to have a lot of hits, RBIs. I didn't think Mookie Betts is going to be leading the NL in home runs with right. 15. I mean, he's been crushing it, you know, hitting over, yeah. three, uh, over 304, uh, over 100 OPS. He's just been... He's been outstanding so far, but I've also liked what I saw from Pete Alonso for the Mets. Like I, I've been really surprised by him. Uh, Nolan Arenado, I thought, has been having a tremendous season as well. He's a sneaky type of guy. I don't think the Cardinals will have enough team success for a guy like that to have win MVP. I know Goldschmidt's in the running as well. He's hitting three fifty six with a double-digit home runs already, too. Yeah. Um, I like the Cardinals a lot as a team, but their pitching also might worry me down the stretch with a guy like Adam Wainwright, but uh, yeah, Mookie Betts right now just seems like the guy. Uh, Trey Turner's right now at 35 to 1. I don't hate that either if he turns his season. You know, he's not having a bad season, but if he turns his season up a notch or Mookie Betts takes a drop off. But, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of guys to consider right now because it's early in the season. Like I said, Pete Alonso, Arenado, even, you know, Freddie Freeman's not a bad bet. It's funny mm-hmm. that Juan Soto was the favorite yeah. to begin the season. And I was like, you know, I don't think any smart money was on Soto because there would be no team success. And we're seeing him in the 20 to one range. So, uh, you know, I would av- avoid anybody that's going to end up with a losing record to around a 500 record and uh, basically go for the stars and the teams that are going to rack up 90 plus wins. Do you take any, do you hesitate at all on that front when you look at, say, last year when obviously Harper won NL MVP at the American League side? It was Shohei. And granted, he was doing unhuman things yeah, um, on both sides. But obviously, the Angels are a sub five hundred team on that front. Do you uh, do you yeah. all hesitate when you look at like kind of the the past voting and then kind of trying to parlay that into this year? Well, that I mean, that's a great point there. But Shohei, obviously, I mean, you said it; he's totally different situation. Yeah. Like we didn't see anyone like him, so he deserved it no matter what. I thought, in my opinion, but Bryce Harper. I mean, I was kind of surprised that he won MVP last year. Uh, I, like I said, I, I factor a lot of the team success into things, and the Phillies, in my opinion. Definitely didn't do enough, uh, mm-hmm. and I feel like he didn't like he, he had a tremendous season, but didn't carry them enough with their team success. So, uh, you know, if that's the route that that's going to go again this year, I'd be pretty surprised in my opinion. But with the NL, I think the Mets and the Dodgers right now are pretty safe bets uh, if you're trying to back somebody, and even the Cardinals as well if you want to take a long shot. But those are probably the only places I'd be putting my money. Any players on those three teams. Uh, flipping over to the American League, uh, you obviously you mentioned Shohei. Shohei still the betting favorite at uh, plus two ten. Um, still doing things that no one else is doing, and it's yeah. very hard to value him when you're trying to value him versus anybody else. I totally understand yeah. why he is the number one. Obviously, Aaron Judge leading the major leagues in home runs is right behind him, as is Shohei's teammate Mike Trout. After that, it's a real precipitous drop to jose ramirez at 12 to 1 buxton at 15 vlad at 16 to 1 i mean is there anything out there outside the top three shohei judge and trout is there anything past that that you're really vibing when it comes to kind of a longer a longer shot for al mvp 
Well, that, that Buxton one is very interesting to me because points bet has them at, what did you say, 15 to 1? I think 15 to 1 is what I see here. F- yeah, Fandle has him at 30 to 1. And we know Buxton is a very high-impact player for the Twins are having a good year right now. So that's a... Uh, that's an interesting bet to me. I mean, points bets really sharp on their player props and where they take money. So someone must have put down a large amount or they must have a higher liability on Buxton or they believe that he's going to have a pretty strong, you know, second half of the season. So that's someone that I might actually watch and hang on to here. Um, you know, obviously Aaron Judge, as you said, he's he's going to be the main guy, excuse me, uh, Mike Trout. Uh, you know, it's like, is this, is he is he ever going to, you know, put it all together for the Angels and they're going to ever do it. And I don't think this is going to be the season. So I'd rather bet on uh, Vladimir Guerrero, uh, you know, try and get some more value on him and wait a little bit. Uh, I do love what Jose Ramirez has been doing this season. I don't know if Cleveland's going to have that team success, but right. Jose Ramirez, another guy. I mean, he's having some Mookie bets like numbers this year. Uh, and he's been so, so fun to watch. And Cleveland's, you know, when he's hitting at home, Cleveland is going insane. Uh, so it's been, he's been a really fun player to watch for me, in my opinion, but, uh, the value here, like you said, it's very hard to argue against Shohei Otani and what he's going to be able to do every single season down the stretch, but there might be a time where we get fatigued with betting him and voting on him over and over. Uh, I don't know when it comes into play, but I think I'm going to wait for my long shot on Jose Ramirez and Vladimir Guerrero, see if I can get some 30 to one odds and, uh, sprinkle some lunch money on those guys. Yeah, I would recommend the same. I like you said. I think there is an absolutely a chance where we get LeBron James esque voter and like MVP fatigue when it comes to Shohei because might not be this like, year, but it'll happen. Right, and, but I don't think this year. I think this year is going to be. I mean, I he what he's still doing is still fresh in everyone's mind. It doesn't feel you know cavalier at this point yet. We haven't gotten used to it yet as a fan base, and I think that that still helps Shohei so much. Again, we all worry about just health with him because obviously him doing both ways, like anything goes wrong one way or the other, it could obviously affect both sides and this could change everything. I don't know if you're mm. going to get, I mean, there's not really much value in Otani at plus two ten. There wasn't a value at him at the start of the year. There really hasn't been value for Otani since preseason of last year. When I think the last time I saw was 30 to one before yeah. the season started. But since then, it has been Shohei, and it's been Shohei. It's been Shohei the entire way. So, I don't know if I, I still would put my, I mean, my theoretical money on Otani to win. But I'm with you here, Jose Ramirez, Byron Buxton, Vlad Jr. All three of them, I'm looking at. If those numbers can get up a little bit higher, I am happy to sprinkle a couple bucks down because yeah. all three of those guys can just have a week and then jump them right back into the top three of this conversation. That's how good all three of them are. Also, we have to worry a little about Judge's health, Trout's health. Both of those guys have have checkered injury pass. Otani is going both ways. Any injury can affect them there. Injuries to any one of those three are very likely, and then all of a sudden the entire rest of the field opens up and gets a chance to catch up. So I like all of those there as well. Ramirez, Buxton, Guerrero, 12, 15, and 16 to 1, respectively. I like all of those. Vaughn, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. This is great. We love having you on the show. We love getting some more betting conversation on this show. Uh, I know Chris isn't a big better out there in Washington where he's not allowed to, but <laughs> us degenerates here in New York City can bet all we want. So we appreciate you yeah. coming on here and giving us your uh, and giving us all of your advice. Please be sure to follow Vaughn at V Money Sports on Twitter. And like I said, you can he gives you 
free bets every single day on Twitter. I highly recommend taking a peek there. And also be sure to peep him and all of our betting experts on Bet the Edge. Um, like I said, a phenomenal show for anyone out there who is into sports gambling. They do a phenomenal job basically daily, every day, earlier in the mornings. Then, Vaughn, I know we have multiple shows at night. What days do we have those? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have our uh, Wednesday night show, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, Bet the Edge Game Time. And actually, we have a huge guest. I'll be on tomorrow uh, doing player pass against Aero Epstein from the MLB Network. Perfect. Um, so she's, uh, yeah, that's going to be a very good time. We'll have some K-props, some game picks. She's known as the prop queen. Sarah yeah, Andrew called me the prop queen. Uh, as we know, she's probably going to hit me with the boys uh, boys drool, girls rule, or whatever. So uh, girls rule, boys drool, excuse me. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. But, yeah, check us out. And definitely appreciate you having me on. Hopefully everyone learned a little something with some K-prop unders or our game trends. All right. Thank you, Vaughn. We'll be sure to have you back on the show sometime soon. And that just about finishes up our show for today. If you end up cashing in on any of your bets, make sure you repay us by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to rate and review us. Love those five stars like we love a good same game parlay hit. Be sure to follow NBC Sports Edge on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch to be informed of all of our live shows and Q&As so you can join in on the action. And like I said, be sure to tune into our Bet the Edge daily betting show daily for some elite sports betting advice you can follow me on twitter at call don't lie be sure to tune back in tomorrow as chris is back and bringing the heat with special guest cespedes barbecue onto the pod so make sure you don't miss it so until then stay safe out there and as always thanks for the listen Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.